Hello everyone and welcome to another podcast series on leveraging with Enahoro Okai. I'm particularly excited about today's podcast because we're having our first guest and more importantly because we have someone I admire so much and love what he does and I can see results in every areas of his life is one and only Steve Harris. Steve Harris is fondly called Mr. Ruthless Execution and I believe that is because he gives results all the time. He's the CEO of Execution, he's a motivational speaker and an author. Sit tight because you're going to be hearing his voice very, very soon. So today's podcast is titled The Paradox of Branding. When I when I started hearing about branding many, many years ago, I thought that branding was logo until I started to read very, very deep. You know, and um, I met a lot of people who say they are brand consultants. And if you ask them what they do, they say they help you create your logo, uh, they help you create your letterhead, and all of that. And that, that um, I mean, it's paradoxical to say that the logo is not a brand, um, but the brand cannot be without the logo because every organization would have a logo. And every young businessman you see out there, the first thing they want to do is that they want to create a letterhead and put a logo and then say they have a brand. So I'll give you a personal story. Years ago, I started a snail business. I'd go to outside Lagos, I'd purchase snails, bring them to Lagos, and then clean them up, you know, package them. It's called deodorant services. And then I, I sell them. So the first thing I did, the very, very first thing I did, you know, I, I, I'm like this corporate guy. I like to, you know, do things in a corporate way. So the first thing I did was to make letterhead. So I, they designed the logo for me. Um, very lovely logo with snail packaging. You know, I had two bags of letterhead. I had my card. I had everything to start the business. Guess what, Steve? I ran that business for about two years. I only needed one page of letterhead. Only one time. When I started giving birth to children, my children started using the letterheads. <laughs> to do all sort of exercises to the house, see them, play with them, you know, and every time I think about it, I, I remember I spent 60,000 Naira to put all of those brand representations together. And I can imagine a lot of people making that mistake today in starting the business. So, I mean, have you experienced this with people who you work with? because I know you work with a lot of people who are starting business. And for people who, li- who are listening today, how would you explain that th- this paradox, which has also led to a misconception? Um, well, sure. Um, first off, thanks for having me on your podcast, man. Um, so, um, so to answer your question directly, I think, um, just like you said, a lot of entrepreneurs get it wrong. They think that the brand is the logo, they think it's the colors. Um, but in reality, your brand is the experience that people have of you. Um, the brand is the emotional connection they have with your business. Um, a brand is a storehouse of trust. Um, a brand generally will evoke one of five emotions. And I tell my clients that you know, you've got to be intentional and very deliberate about the brand emotion you want to 
uh, communicate to your clientele. So there are generally about five of them. So number one, um, you can build a brand that people love. So in your marketing and your experiences, you're pushing a love message. All right. Um, number two, you're pushing a, a brand of hate. All right. And hate is a strategy. You know what I mean? Hate is a strategy. Um, number three, you're pushing a brand that people will love to hate. Um, number four, you're pushing a brand that people will hate to love. All right. So there's love, hate, love to hate, and then hate to love. Now, if your brand isn't doing any of those four things deliberately, you're going to fall into the fifth category, which is you're building a brand that people will ignore. You know what I mean? So if you're not resonating with people, if your marketing communication isn't resonating, you're naturally uh, building a brand that people will ignore. So I find that many entrepreneurs fall into that category because they're not evoking any strong emotional connection uh, with their customers. Their marketing is not evoking anything. Uh, therefore, they are being ignored. And many, many entrepreneurs fall into that category. Mm. Wow. So um, let's, let's talk about the... <laughs> Let's talk about the love to hate, right? Uh, sounds like you're being controversial. You have to be someone that is controversial where people, I just hate this guy. I don't know, but uh, I mean, how does that work really? Well, is, that, uh, is that a brand that you push? Yes, that's, that's the brand that I push. So I fall into the love to hate or hate to love category. Um, and it's all very deliberate. And the reason you want to be able to do, do that is to say to, say to yourself, um, what's your personality so um think about think about it this way it's going to be very weird for example to see a joel osteen preaching like bishop jakes and it's going to be very hard to see a bishop jakes preaching like a joel osteen it's just not the fit um so you have to build a brand around your personality your your brand is a, many times it's a reflection of your authenticity right so i've always found that i've always been um outlier you know what i mean i've always been the one where when everyone is zigging i'm zagging i'm, I'm always i'm usually the non-conformist right um i'm usually the one who's going to question why things are done um and i thought about it then I, and I, I i thought about it one day um that you know the brands that i find that i really love are the ones that most people love to hate so um i love footballers like cristiano ronaldo that's my guy I love guys like um, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. That's my guy. Um, I love guys like Jose Mourinho. That's my guy. You know what I mean? Um, so when they do what they do, I'm like, I get it. You know, other people are like what? You know what? You know why are they feeling? What's wrong with them? How dare you know? How dare they? But I, I argue with people sometimes, and I say, think about it. If you may argue, and I know you like football to some degree, you know, if you argue who's the better footballer between Messi and Ronaldo. You know, you can have a long argument about it. But if you ask the question, who's going to have more endorsements? The answer is generally Ronaldo. Why? Because he engages the most conversation. You know what I mean? He engages the most conversation. So I like to think about branding from, I use an acronym. I call, I call it ACT. So your brand must act. What does it mean? Your brand must gain attention, right? Your brand must gain attention. C, your brand must stimulate conversation. And T, your brand must create, converts to transactions. So I'll say that again. It must capture attention, right? It must create conversation. 
and it must convert to transactions. So it doesn't make any sense for you to be a controversial brand if you're not being able to cash in on it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that's what it is. So for me, um, many of the brands that I love are, are those, you know, I give another example. If you watch American Idol, um, many judges have come and gone, but there's one judge irrespective that has always stayed. He has never been replaced. And his name is Simon Cowell, right? And Simon is literally almost like a bad judge. He's the one who will tell you to your face that you should never be singing. You shouldn't even go near a microphone. If you see a microphone, you should run, you know? And he, he channels the fact that he, he tells you what the audience really wants to tell you, but they're too politically correct to say. So Simon's conversations make for great television, right? And he has never been replaced in almost 15 seasons of the show. So my point is, you've got to be authentic, but then if you decide to push any of those um, knobs, you must gain attention, you must create conversation, and then you must convert to transactions. Interesting, as you speak, it makes me remember um, Gary V. There's a guy called Gary V that I stumbled on recently, and this guy causes in every single statement. <laughs> well, he's, got, he's got 8 million followers and yeah. there's a lot of conversation around the fact that he curses, but the conversations don't stop. Yeah, and he's not trying to conform. So your your arguments about him is not going to make him cuss less because that's, that's so he's authentic to who he is. You know, he's a New Jersey born, Queens raised, uh, you know, individual and he's not trying to pander and he's not trying to tell you yes you can or you can do it he's like no nigga fuck you you can't do it don't do it you know what i mean and so he it gets attention it creates a lot of conversation and then you can see he's got eight million followers he's probably one of the most followed thought leaders on the planet and he's he's not trying to be a thought leader you know what i mean so authenticity is key i mean so this it's it the the, the love to hate hate to love idea uh, because it's controversial, and I, I, I can say, as you were speaking, I, I thought of Jesus, and I said, okay, a lot of people hated him, right? Um, they, you know, and I, I see that controversial part. My mentor is a lot closer, you know, and I mean, oops, people want to listen to him, but at the same time, he's like this crazy, crazy guy. Yeah. So, would you say that the people in this category draw more attention than the people in the other category, which would be um love right because i I can see love to hate i can see hate to love but i can't see love to love right there's no love to love right so so the guys who fall in the love category how do you explain that well i mean every emotion is important i mean if people love your brand they will still do anything for you they will still connect with you um you're not trying to you know you're you're not trying to ruffle any feathers. You're you're, you're towing a path of peace, um, and there are people who resonate with it. You know, I, I tell people that you know Manchester United is not trying to recruit Arsenal fans. They're not. Arsenal fans are not trying to get Chelsea fans. They're not. They are looking for their kind of people. So if you fall in the love category, there are you will find your people. Every brand has its people, right? For every Barack Obama, there's a Donald Trump. And love him or hate him, he's got his he's got his fans. He's not Donald. Let me use Donald Trump. So Donald Trump 
depending on what side of the divide you are, probably is a very polarizing figure. And many people, many Americans would say, you know, he really hates, they may hate him. But guess what? He's got a bunch of fans who love and literally worship him. He's not trying to get the Democrats to his side. He's not trying to get the independents to his side. He's speaking to, you know, the blue collar, white Republicans, those who feel like they're disenfranchised. And that message has resonated strongly, which is why, you know, he won the presidency. So my point is, um, you know, every, every brand, every emotion has people that will connect with it. So yes, it may seem that those who fall into the love ticket category might evoke controversy because controversy is perhaps, you know, their stock in trade. So if you remember many years ago, I don't know if you remember, um, I did this post once about, you know, Bob Risky. Um, and Bob Risky was just coming out on the scene and a lot, he was gaining a lot of conversation. So I just simply did a post on Instagram and I said, you know, be like Bob. And I was saying that, listen, I'm not endorsing his lifestyle. I don't understand what he's doing, but he's got some amazing marketing techniques that I think every entrepreneur should imbibe. You know, Bob Risky looks like what he's selling. He's not afraid to cause controversy. He's pushing attention. He's creating conversation about his bay. And you are arguing whether his bay is this person or that person or does he have a bay. All that's creating, creating conversation. And I said, every entrepreneur should be like Bob. Bro, when I put that post out on Instagram, people came after me, man. <laughs> they came after me, guns blazing. They were cussing me out. There were people who were saying that I, I was Bob Risky's bae. There were people who were saying that, oh, I thought you were a Christian. I thought you were a man of God. How can you say this? And it, it created a lot of controversy so much that it started gaining the attention of blogs. So I got featured on you know, major, some of the most major blogs in the country. And they were saying, oh, life and business strategist Steve Harris says this about Bob Risky. And it trended. People were dropping comments. I was getting hate mail. I was getting all sorts of things. People were fighting for me. They were arguing against me. And it was a lot of conversation. Um, and to be honest, I didn't do it to stir controversy. I just did it because I felt like there was something that, that he was doing that was right. Um, and long story short, um, he even reached out to me. Bob Risky sent me a DM. And uh, he said to me that um, um, his exact words were, you know, I'm not going to say that you're the only one who knows what I'm doing because a lot of people, a few people know what I'm trying to achieve. Um, but I will say this, let the haters hate um, and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll still keep cashing my checks. Um, and I also remember that because of that post, I was, I was promoting one of my business coaching services. I got like seven, seven, seven people who paid me at least a hundred grand to coach them because they're like, listen, man, if you can, if you're, if you're the kind of person who can generate attention like this, imagine what you would do for my business. And long story short, it was still profitable for me. So yeah, it, it does work. Interesting. But you have to have, a, you've got to have a, a tough skin to, to work it. So, so I'm thinking of, a of a cool, calm guy who really doesn't like the controversy thing right yeah. likes to be safe smart you know doing good business and all of that um how would you advise such person to you know build that brand that although do not stir controversy but is loved is followed is appreciated and it's you know um, turning their their engagement in transactions well, I mean, you just you just describe yourself, bro. You know, you're a really cool guy. You're calm and you're lovable. You know, people love you, and that's the brand that you evoke. You don't like Wahala like me, another troublemaker like me. 
Um, and people resonate with that because, um, again, it's about authenticity. You can't, you can't fake it. You know, you can't, I can't be you, you can't be me. You know, so in, be, in, in being authentic to your brand, people would know what your values are. You know, they know what your values are. Um, and being a person of love doesn't mean that you stir away, you shy away from things that should be said. You know what I mean? Because you don't want to get any dirt, dirt on you. You, you, you. you tend to avoid battles. That's not the point. The point is people will love you also because, you know, of your values. You may be firm, um, maybe a family person. You may be someone who, who's thinking about the nation. And like I said, there's there are brand ambassadors for every brand. You know, for every yes we can and people who are inspired by hope. There's always go there. There are also people who would say, "Let's make America white again." Sorry, let's make America great again. You know what I mean? So um, there's there's there are always adherents and brand ambassadors, but it's how you communicate your message. So Donald Trump is not trying to pander to the people who are saying, "No, you should be more sensitive." He's like, "No, I don't have to be. This is who I am. This is who I've always been." The presidency didn't change him. He's very authentic to his brand. So, you know, I, it, it's, you know, it's always very shocking how shocked people are about his behavior. And he's like, listen, this is who I have always been. I'm not going to change because I have this office. I'm going to be incredibly authentic. And that's who he is. You know what I mean? So there are people who are going to love that. There are people who are going to hate that. Um, so for someone like you, who is, you know, who falls in the category of love, it's about your values. It's about your message. It's about, um, you know, whatever you consider important to you, and, and people will still resonate with that either. Because in reality, what happens is you build, you probably will build more trust than someone who is in the category of love to hate. Because they're like, I don't know what this guy is going to say that will offend me tomorrow. You know what I mean? Steve will probably say something that's going to offend me tomorrow. But I know that Enaro, he's not going to rock the boat. I can trust his values. He's not going to, you know, that he's not going to, you know, you know, side, 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 brown me. Um, and so what's going to happen is you're going to build a heck of a lot more trust, perhaps in the long run, than someone who falls in the other categories. Interesting. So um, thank you. Thank you for that. I mean, you, you, you got me. I was thinking about me and asking that question. <laughs> and you nailed it. So um, let, let's go to the, the, the place of an employee in the office who do not think of him or herself as a brand whereas there's such a thing as the employee brand because your brand is what your superiors will buy into it is what we create respect disrespect it is what would create um the way people value you demeaning you um promote you even demote you let you go keep you i mean for the average employee that do not think of this idea of branding how would you explain to them the fact that there's such a thing as an employee brand and does these um, categories of love to hate, hate to hate, love and hate, does it work in an organization too, you know, for an employee? And how would you um, explain all of that? Right. Um, every employee is creating a brand, whether they know it or not. And unfortunately, many of them are falling into the ignore category. You know what I mean? Because their work isn't speaking. They're not doing anything that's exemplary. Uh, they don't have... Um, a strong emotional reaction or connection to their superiors or their, you know, colleagues or their customers. So people really can vouch for them. Um, you know, many employees tend to be different people to different people. 
So what I mean by that is if you do a survey and you ask 10 bosses about one employee, you'd be surprised that 10 bosses will have 10 different things to say about those, about that single employee, because that employee has learned to adapt or be a chameleon, um, showing different sides to different people, as opposed to saying, as opposed to being, this is who I am. You know what I mean? Um, now, whether you fall into the, you know, hate, love, whatever, all of those things are strong emotional connection. But the point really is at the end of the day, are you delivering results? Bro, you know how it is. There, there are people who are hated organizations, but the organizations can't fire them. Why? Because they deliver. They're, they're performers. So the organization will say, listen, I know you guys find it hard to work with this person, but guess what? This person is getting results. So you better, you, ch you better change and learn how to work with them. They're not going to tell the employee who's a super performer to change, to adapt to the team. They're going to do that because that person is delivering. And they will probably say, well, because this person, maybe this person has this tough personality and that's what gets them going. You know what? I might as well just go, go ahead with it. So those, let me put it this way. When, 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 when champions or when winners make mistakes, people make excuses for them. Let me say that again. When winners or champions make mistakes, people will make excuses for them. So if Ronaldo or Messi or Tiger Woods or you know um, any of these great superstars or athletes um, perform badly in the game, um, people will make excuses for them. Oh, you know, Ronaldo, he had a, you know, he just traveled, oh, Corona virus oh his wife just gave birth whatever the case may be they'll make excuses for them simply because you know they're super performers but guess what if you're not a super performer when you make mistakes you get sanctioned you'll get in trouble because you don't have the wherewithal you don't have the results to back up any any excuses people can make for you so my point is um employees should recognize that you know you're leaving a legacy you're leaving an impression and you can be very intentional about the impression you're building, but most importantly, you must be able to deliver results. That's the most important thing to every organization. Wow, wow, um, interesting, thank you. So we've been talking about emotions, we're talking about branding, and we're talking a lot about emotions because you started by saying that it is the emotion that you invoke. And um, I would not be able to finish a conversation without talking about emotional intelligence, right? So, <laughs> so, um, the place of emotional intelligence helps you to understand yourself. Um, and I see that in all that you're saying. You, you, you keep saying that, know who you are, understand yourself, right? Be authentic. Don't try to be other people. But then it, it says um, to understand the other person, right? And, and then choose what is fit, you know, for the situation, for yourself, for the goal. So the place of emotional intelligence is very important. The place of emotions first is very important. How then do we align the place of emotional intelligence with somebody who keeps saying, um, this is who I am. I mean, you, you can change me. And, and that is very important for the brand because it yeah. creates authenticity. However, it might not resonate with the right behavior, the right thought pattern for a particular place. I, I would look at you and say that I believe, I know strongly that you are emotionally intelligent, you you choose what to say, but you are able to mix all of that with the love to hate thing. So, how would you say that the place of emotional intelligence is still helps to keep the authenticity of the brand while the person is still trying to be who they are? Because I use Donald Trump for example. 
it's going to be very difficult to say Donald Trump is a highly emotional, intelligent person, right? However, I've seen him use the strategy of empathy to win the election, right? He steps in, into people's shoes. He he says what they want to say. He, he you know, and, and when he says what they want to say, those people believe him. They draw near to him, and then they vote for him. And he started doing that recently. He's saying that everybody go out. You don't need to stay indoors. You know, go out. But the, the quote-unquote good people are saying, stay indoor, right? And, and I believe that that is going to help him because he's standing in people's shoes. Where do you, and I know you teach emotional intelligence too. So how do you blend the place of emotional intelligence in a situation where somebody is trying to be very authentic to be yourself? Because I don't think that you should go everywhere saying, this is who I am. That's how I know how to talk. And, and all of that, you know, I, I'm sure you get what I'm trying to say. I got you. And you know, you you answer to yourself, man. Um, it's all about empathy. Um, you can't be emotionally intelligent without empathy. Um, even if you are authentic to yourself, you've got to remember that you don't exist in a vacuum. You have interwoven relationships with so many people, and everyone's forming an impression of you. You know what I mean? So no matter how toxic, you know. So there's a difference between. Um, being hate, pushing a brand that so to speak people will hate and being toxic. You know what I mean? So think about it this way. So even though Hitler was a mass murderer and he murdered over 6 million Jews in the Third Reich, right? Um, there were people, you know, who would say that Hitler was very empathetic. Right? Yeah. He displayed great emotional intelligence. You know what I mean? He may have he may have chosen the Jews as his enemy, but with fellow Germans, he was very empathetic. He was very charismatic. He was very inspirational. That made them follow him. So even though he was spewing a wrong agenda, he was not. He, let me put it like this: he was not hated by the tribe he was trying to convert, by his audience. By his audience, he wasn't hated by his audience. He was hated by those who he was not trying to, so to speak, do any sort of business, those who he considered as, as his enemies. Now, as an employee in the workplace, you don't exist in a vacuum. And while you may be pandering and you know, your bosses may let you get away with it because you're being authentic and yet you're driving performance, don't forget that one day, perhaps your bosses won't be there and some of these guys who you um, feel are not important in scheme of things because you probably got the boss's ear. Tomorrow might be your bosses, and guess who they're going to take out first? You, because you don't have a track record where people can speak for you to say that. Even though yes, we know that she's very she's tough, but she's got a really good side. She balances it out, so you can't be a jerk. You you shouldn't be an asshole or anything like that. The whole idea is of being authentic is being authentic, but you must have empathy. Um, even if you're a dictator, you will still love your family. You know what I mean? Everybody can't do your bad. So you've got to balance it with empathy. You've got to balance it with emotional intelligence. You can't exist in a vacuum. Because again, there is something called, you know, 360 degree feedback. You know what I mean? So you're not being assessed only by your boss. You're being assessed by your peers. You're being assessed by your teams, your subordinates, your supervisors, by customers. So there's a whole 360 degree um, rotation of assessments. And when you find out that only maybe your boss has only good words to say about you because you're driving performance and every other person probably is waiting for you to fall sick and die, then that's a wake up call. You know, you can't exist in the vacuum and say, that's how I am. No, because you, you become too polarizing. and 
People can't refer you. They don't want to do business with you. They want to stay away from you because you're giving off bad vibes, bad mojo, and nobody wants to deal with that. Interesting. What a great balance. Um, the, the last question I'm, I'm going to be asking is the, the part of turning all of these into money, right? Um, very, very important, right? Whether for an employee, an employer, the business and all of that. So how do you explain the last part of the act, which is, um, you know, turning all of this into money eventually for a, for the for somebody starting business for somebody that's in business already all of these would create uh, the vibe that you want it would draw people to you but like you said there's 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 nothing good in what is the worth of creating controversy what of what is the worth of creating love and yet you're not making money so what what are those few things that we need to do to ensure that our brand is profitable you know, our brand is being promoted in the office. You know, at the end of the day, it's turning into moolah, money for our pocket. Right. Um, so let me use um, a scriptural reference for this. Okay. So we, we, we agree that Jesus probably fell into the love to hate or hate to love category um, because he was dividing opinion, which was great. Um, but then, you know, the interesting about it was... Even though he was dividing opinion, people knew the results he brought to the table. People knew what he was going to do. They had a high expectation of his performance, right? They had a high expectation of his character. Um, such that, if you remember it in the scriptures, it talks about this woman who had an issue of blood, um, which simply meant that she was on her period every day for 12 years, you know, and she never had time out, you know what I mean? And scripture says that she had spent all her money, all her living, all her money, all her funds and resources on doctors, and she didn't get any better, right? And then it says, then she heard about Jesus, and she made, she had an aspiration that if I just touch him, I know I'm going to be healed, right? So my point is, it's creating also an aspirational brand. You're creating something that must pull people higher. You're creating something that causes people to reach deeper into their inner recesses to pull out and chase their greatness. You know what I mean? So we don't know where this woman came from. We don't know how difficult her journey must have been. We don't know how, and I'm sure the crowds around Jesus must have been stupendous. And she pushed through the crowd and wasn't trying to get her to his attention. And she just wanted to touch him. And long story short, I mean, imagine customers that are pressing to have an experience of you because number one, your results are phenomenal. Number two, your experience is amazing, but you are such an aspiration to them that they will spend all their living and go through insurmountable hurdles just to have an experience with you because they know that you deliver. So you must be able to um, convert your transactions. Let me give you a very quick example, um, an error. So I have on Instagram, I have about 107,000 followers. Sounds like a lot, right? But then I, it dawned on me that, man, you know what? A lot of these guys have never done business with me, right? And in fact, some of these guys who are following me have forgotten. They don't even remember when they started following me. And they don't even, probably don't even see all my posts and whatever. So I thought about it and said, okay, so this is COVID. How can I add more value? And also as a business, how do I make sales? So you know what I started doing? I started DMing my followers. And when I send them DMs, the, the usual response is, oh my God, Steve Harris, you just DMed me. 
oh my God, this is amazing. And then I, I get into conversations with them and I say, hey, listen, how's your business What's going on? So I start with empathy. How are you? I hope you're fine. Hope you're staying safe. How's your business? Talk to me about what's going on. So they know, so because they already have an expectation of who Steve Paris is and his results and how he, he, he performs, they, they're willing to tell me of their challenges. And then I now convert, you know, remember attention, I gain their attention. Then, you know, I either create controversy or conversation. Um, and then I convert into transactions and I then upsell them or downsell them into you know, I have this coaching program that is really, really, it's going to benefit you at this time. And guess what? You don't have to save all your money for it. It's really at a price within your reach. Would you be interested? And they would say yes. And over the last two weeks, bro, I've coached about, I don't know, 70, 70 people who are paying me minimum about $100 per person. You know what I mean? And that has converted into transactions. So my point is, if you don't engage in conversation, if you don't get their attention, if you don't um, go to meet them where they are, you know, I think this uh, COVID season has shown it, it's flipped certain business models on their heads. So physical infrastructure is given away, given way to online infrastructure. Um, the disruption of where previously you would have to go and meet your, your customers will come and meet you has not flipped on its head. You have to go and meet your customers because they've got so many options, right? So you have to be very, very proactive in this season where um, you just can't sit, you know, rest on your oars and expect, you know, the customers to come looking for you. They've got bigger fish to fry. You have to go meet them with a value proposition that is compelling, that is urgent and important to them and then offer it and then guess what people will you know eventually convert and then you build a relationship from there so i think that's where you know we really got to go as, as as entrepreneurs and employees as well hmm. wow 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 and I, I like the idea of you need to be as inspiring enough so that people would aspire to come to you and eventually that would turn to cash so the idea is if people are not running to you if people are not coming to you uh, then you probably aren't saying the right thing or you aren't, aren't talking to the right people. Let me, uh, let me the idea of you going to them, you know, yeah. um, there's some level of humility there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because why would I go to them? They're following me. So why? why? But but you, that's a level of humility. You decided, is that because of the business or that's because of who you are or a combination of both? Well, to be honest, I think it's I think it's I think it's really who I am. Um, because what's the point having followers if you can't help them? What's the point of having a team if you can't lead them? What's the point if you know if people are following you? It means to some degree they expect you to lead them, but you can't lead them if you don't know what their struggles are, right? And yes, I could put content out there that would you know gain their attention and they can sign up organically, or I could go back, walk back a few miles, and say, hey. Thank, thank you for following me. Hey, what's going on in your business? And they're, you know, they'd be excited. You know, it's like, I'm excited. If I, you know, I follow Bishop Jakes. I follow some thought leaders. Imagine if, you know, Gary V, you know, sent me a DM. I will screen grab it and freeze. You know what I'm saying? Because it means something that someone that I admire or aspire to have a relationship with or be considers me significant enough to send me a message. And that will just make your day. You know what I mean? So just putting the lights off yourself and putting that light in some that light in someone else, even helping them in businesses 
because you know how much I charge. My charges, my, 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 my fees are way higher than, of course, $100. But this is a season where everyone needs a little bit of help. You know what I mean? And guys, may, they may still be saving money to come and meet me to help them with their businesses. But guess what? Hey, listen, I don't know if you heard about this. I've got this program that's going on and I think it'll help you. And guess what? It's a price within your reach, so you don't have to worry about it. Now, let me know if you're interested. I'll send you the details. If they're interested, here, you know, here it is. This is how I can help you. If you're not, no worries. No skin off your nose, my nose. When you're ready, I'll be waiting. So you either buy the product now or you buy it later in the future. But guess what? I'm going to be here, and I still, you know, I'm still glad that you know you're still following me. Makes it's, so I think it's authentic to who I really am. Interesting. Ah, uh, wow. Interesting. Interesting. Thank you so much. Last words. Any last words? Uh, last words, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Truly, truly appreciate it. Thank you very much, Steve Irish. Um, You've heard it, friends. I mean, your brand would always be in the category of either love, hate, love to hate, hate to love, or ignored. And I'm sure you don't want to be ignored. Um, the logo is not a brand. It's simply a representation of the brand. So you have to build your brand around authenticity. Be deliberate about it. You have to understand your personality. Your brand must gain attention, stimulate conversation, and it must convert to transaction. You can build a brand that is associated with the emotion hate. However, you don't have to be a toxic person. Wow. Amazing podcast. The Paradox of branding until i see you next week enjoy your week and keep building the brand that gives you what you want in your life keep leveraging